This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. This week on Top Shelf, as we prepare for the divisional finals, Emmanuel Sequeira and I chat with several players and coaches, including Fernie Ghost Riders goaltender Aiden Krulak, Kimberly Dynamiters netminder Matt Fleet, Sycamus head coach Nick Deshanes, and North Okanagan assistant coach Josh Evans. Emmanuel and Aiden Krulak are next. On top shelf. Nice little chip bike by Kromiski. He's going to have a shorthanded breakaway here. here He's got Theo Fath following up. Kromiski shoots. Dave made by Krulak. Well done there. He still has save. a puck though. Krulak lost a stick. I'm joined by Fernie Ghostwriter's goaltender Aiden Krulak. Aiden, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So, Aiden, how's it going? Uh, it's good. You guys are just kind of fresh off of uh, winning your series against the Columbia Valley Rocks. How did you feel that the team played in that series? Uh, I thought we were great. It was a tough test for us, obviously, but we stuck to what we do well, and obviously we got the result we wanted. And how did you feel that you played in the series? I thought I was good, but I also got a lot of help from the guys in front of me, blocking shots, going all out, so grateful to have them. What were some of the things that you liked that you did in that series to be successful? Well, they're obviously a high-skilled team, so they really just got to slow it down. Can't let that scare you anyway. Play your game, right? Just hockey. Have fun. Uh, what led you to uh, coming into play with Fernie? Well, I took a little break there, started school, and then I realized I was kind of missing it. Reached out to some friends. Uh, I heard how great the league was, how much guys were enjoying it. So I thought, why not? And it's been awesome ever since. What has the fit been like for you and maybe even talk about the transition? It's a little different, but honestly, we skate every single day. You know, there's workouts. It's still highly competitive and guys just want to get better. So it's great to be a part of it. Aiden, thanks for joining us on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thanks for having me. Here's a two-on-one over to Sparrow. What a save! What a save! Kulak! The first round of the KIJHL playoffs brought us some eyebrow raisers with some very good teams knocked out of the quest for the Tech Cup. Our congratulations to the eight teams advancing Princeton, Revelstoke, Kimberly, Sycamuse, Fernie, Beaver Valley, North Okanagan, and Creston Valley. There's a great story about the playoffs in the KIJHL notebook on the KIJHL.ca website. Really worth a read. 8.2 seconds remaining. It's going to pretty much do her, Larry. You're right, Chris. Pretty tall order facing the uh, storm here. We said it was going to be a long series, Chris. It has been, and the fans, both in Sycamuse and in Kamloops, have got their money's worth. Yeah, totally. I mean, and we, we could have predicted that we would probably come down to a one-goal game, and... It's been, a, it's been a great series. Alex Smith wins the faceoff, a shot, and that will do it. The Sycamore Eagles, with goals in the first and second period from Aiden Killeen, have defeated the Kamloops Storm 2-1 to take the seventh and deciding game of the Doug Burks Division semifinal. It is the Sycamore Eagles going on to meet the Revelstoke Grizzlies. As you just heard from Larry Reed and Chris Armstrong, Sycamore continues their quest for the Tech Cup. Co-host Emmanuel Sequeira talked with the Eagles' Nick Deshaines and asked how the head coach felt his team was playing in the postseason. Well, you know, when you have a group that doesn't have a lot of playoff experience, um, a lot of people will say playoffs is a different style of game. And in some aspects, it really is. You're, you're playing for keeps. And the old adage of it's more physical... You know, there's more shot blocking, there's more all of those elements. And, you know, it's really true. And so, you know, I'd like to think that our group in these seven, you know, hard-fought games against the Kamloops Storm 
we kind of figured out the importance of some of these elements in, in being successful that, you know, it, it does take paying, uh, you know, a bit of a higher price than you might have to in the regular season. Talk about what Warren Roberts Lee has brought to the team. I mean, he's obviously been producing for you guys and he's scored some big goals. What did you like that you saw from him in the opening round? So for, for Warren, I mean, he has uh, some, some skills and tools that are, you know, at a, a pretty high elite level. You know, and then for, for him, I mean, his success is determined how, you know, he sets himself up to utilize, you know, his speed and his shot. But I don't think it's a surprise anymore. Guys are figuring out he's, he's got, you know, I would say, close to an NHL shot. And um, he's got really good, good speed. And, and so, you know, but it is a team game. And, like, he, I think he needs to find work with his teammates and those players on the ice and, They'll probably open up even more opportunities. So, you know, I think there's still more there that he can unlock. You know, like a lot of teams that are kind of moving along in the playoffs here, it seems like they've all added a player or two that can kind of maybe put a puck on the net a game, and and he's one of those for us. And you know, when you can you can add offense like that to your your overall team game, it, you win more games and you lose at times, right? Nick Deshane's head coach of the Sycamus Eagles. They play the Revelstoke Grizzlies in the Doug Burks final. Round on the boards. Shot, a great save by goaltender Matt Fleet without his stick. Shot save by Fleet. Another big save by the Dynamiter goaltender. Speaking with Matt Fleet, goaltender for the Kimberly Dynamiters. Matt, so you played a big part in uh, your team defeating the Golden Rockets uh, in five games to advance to the second round. Talk about what you liked that you saw from the team in that opening series. Yeah, I thought as a team we played uh, we played really well. We were super strong defensively and um, bearing down on chances offensively as well. I felt like myself, I played a good role in the series and made the easy saves when I had to. And I felt like the team in front of me did a did a really good job, not really giving Golden many many opportunities. Because what were some of the things that you liked about your own play? I thought I was pretty calm and collected. I would say it was kind of my first. My first playoff experience, for the most part, I backed up Selfie for most of the playoffs last year. So just kind of, kind of watching what he did, how he prepared for games, I felt like I was uh, pretty confident in my play going into this series, and I felt like I handled myself well. Just looking at your numbers, I mean they're very strong. You faced 139 shots, stopping 131 of them. So I mean, you end up with a 1.57 goals against average and a 9.42 save percentage. I would say those numbers are kind of team numbers as well i felt like the team in front of me really didn't give golden all that much to go kept him to the outside for the most part and i made the easy saves like my job is to do and uh i felt like overall as a team it was a really strong defensive showing when you're playing behind a team that plays so well defensively does that make your job easier or harder I would say it makes my job a lot easier, for sure. Knowing we have one of the best defensive cores in the league, I believe, and offensively our forwards are all bought into the defensive structure of our team. And I, I think it all works out well for our team. I think we know if we limit teams to two goals or less, we're going to win a lot of the games that we play. And then so this next round, beginning on Friday, you guys will face the Fernie Ghost Riders. Uh, what do you think that series is going to be like? Both teams are obviously pretty excited. Um, a long historical rivalry between the two teams. And, uh, you know, we played, I felt like as a team, we played really well against Bernie this year. But we know it's playoffs and that anything can happen. But I think we're confident in our group. And 
I think both the rinks are going to be packed full with fans. I know it was uh, it was crazy the two Christmas Classic games we played, so we got a little preview there. But I think um, I think a lot of us are super excited to get going. You played some games with the Cranbrook Bucks in the BCHL. Have you noticed how that experience has helped you with your team? Yeah, I think uh, playing at the level above, you just kind of see that little bit of a speed difference, and yeah, the game's a little bit faster up there, and to see that. I played well and succeeded in those games. I think I was able to bring back bring that back to Kimberly and uh, kind of translate it to uh, have a successful finish to the season. That's Matt Fleet of the Kimberly Dynamiters. They'll take on the Fernie Ghost Riders in the Eddie Mountain Final. The North Okanagan Knights surprised most KIJHL fans, that is outside of Armstrong, advancing to the Bill Olhausen Final in just five games. I talk with assistant coach Josh Evans next on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. So that ends the Coyote series of uh, the season. And the North Okanagan Knights are going to be taking on the Preston Posse. Not a bad year for the Coyotes. Playoffs just didn't go their way right from the start. North Okanagan came in and were really the better team throughout the games. So the guys are all that's more like it, giving each other hugs and away they go. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with Josh Evans, the assistant coach with the North Okanagan Knights. Uh, Josh, thank you very much for doing this. No worries. Thanks for having me. Big fan of the podcast. Oh, that's that's great. And you know what? You are the first assistant coach this season to make the podcast, so congratulations. Hey, there we go. Got a reference to the assistant coaches. <laughs> you betcha. Second season with the North Okanagan Knights. And really, a season full of incredible improvement. Last season, 27 points in the regular season out of the playoffs. This season, you end up with 50. What, for you, has been the key to the turnaround for the Knights? I would say that there isn't one exact key. I would say that there's a couple keys. You know, myself and Lee McConey, we worked really hard to get our players recruited from the CSSHL, midget AA, midget AAA. You know, we worked really hard this offseason to to find those players and to find the right ones. The guys that we brought in are excellent and they're great character guys. And the team that we have is just outstanding. We got a lot of great guys on the team, uh, a lot of skill, a lot of grit, a lot of determination. So it's just, honestly, it's just such a pleasure to just coach it. all these young men. It's great. During the regular season, you had the 12th ranked offense in the KIJHL. Soyuz had the number two offense, yet you seemed to beat them at their own game. Yet 10 nights averaging a point or better in the first round of the playoffs. Did you expect that kind of offense from your side? I mean, you always expect success at any level. Just going through the pre-scout for those guys, we knew it was going to be a tall order. We saw some things in our pre-scout with, you know, whether it be defensive zone coverages or neutral zone, four checks, anything like that. We saw some stuff that we thought we could maybe exploit. and We were just thankful that we had some success and the guys did well. So, Talk about some of the standouts for you. you there's so It's a long list. Talk about the guys, the obvious guys. <clears throat> Obviously, you know, you look at Johnston, KT Walters, uh, Jameson, but you had a number of players step up for you. Talk about uh, your side and some of the guys that really were standouts for you. The first guy that pops in my head is Adam Bourgeois. He had eight points in the first two games. You know, he was a big catalyst for us in the first two games. Someone, you know, that probably won't get the recognition that he probably should is Tyson McKeg on the back end. Keggs does a great job of shutting down the other team's top guys and he plays a good defensive game and he understands his role, which is great. You know, we had an injury to Fraser O'Brien as well and Tag Bryson did an excellent job stepping up as well as Colton Fleming and Grayson Williamson. We had a we had a lot of good guys on the back end that stepped up and filled the role. And up front I would say Colin Cozine was just excellent 
he just so good all over the ice, 200 foot, and he got rewarded with some goals too, which was excellent. You're a goaltender, so let's talk about your goaltender. You know, that was a tall order, and any time your goaltender plays over 900 save percentage against a team like a Soyuz, that's saying a lot. So talk about a little bit about Austin Seibel, and not just the playoffs, but his regular season as well. Sibes was excellent in the series, obviously, but he was he had a great regular season. I firmly believe that Austin's one of the most talented goaltenders I've seen at this level. His work ethic is amazing. He's the first guy on the ice. He's the last guy off every single day. I give him drills to work on for the first probably 10 to 15 minutes just before practice starts, and he always does them. He's got a great attention for detail. His preparation before games is excellent. He takes his job very seriously, and he does very well at it. I'm never worried about Austin Seibel. He's the least of my concerns. He's just so attentive on the details of his game. Tenor, he's going to have success anywhere he goes. Let's go back to game four of the, the first round. Uh, you're 90 seconds away from wrapping up the series with a two-goal league. Asuyus comes back, wins it in overtime. What was the message to your boys going into game five after a, a loss like that? Biggest thing that we talked about was it's just, it's playoff hockey and that kind of thing. It's just going to happen. You know, we know that Asoyas has an excellent offense. You know, they got great players and Boyarski and Henderson and, and Yarish. And, you know, they're going to get theirs, unfortunately. And that's just kind of the way playing Asoyas kind of works is they're going to have good opportunities throughout the game and we can't take them lightly. And we had a 90 second lapse that resulted in us not getting the result that we wanted. But I thought we did an excellent job bouncing back in game five. And there was no real panic. It was just kind of one of those things that was like, okay, we just got to go back to work. And that's kind of what we did. So it was excellent. So coach, you, you knock off a Soyuz and it just doesn't get easier from there. Now you've got the posse, uh, but you've got a good record against the posse this season, two, two and two. And since January 1st, you're one Oh and one against Princeton. How do you feel the Knights match up to the posse? You know, Princeton's a, they're going to be an excellent challenge for us as a team. They're so deep up front. They got four lines that can all score and all their defensemen are excellent. They have the reigning goaltender of the division too and Tratska and he's going to be he's going to be a tough out for us, you know, as far as their team stacking up to ours. I think we'll be I think we'll be okay, but it's going to be a depth series where a lot of the depth players are probably going to be deciding the series. I don't think it'll be the you know, maybe the first or second line guys, but I think it's going to be third, fourth line guys, you know, for us, that'll probably be pitching in more so than our top guys. You know, coach, you've proved one thing during this interview. What's that? That I need to interview more assistant coaches. Great interview. Thank you so much for doing this, coach. No worries. Thank you for uh, taking the time on your busy day to talk to the assistant coach. (laughs) (laughs) Josh Evans is the assistant coach for the North Okanagan Knights. Again, thank you so much for doing this. No worries. Thank you for having me. I'll talk soon. Tyson Kistner will touch the puck and uh, he'll send it down the ice there high. As time expires, the game comes to an end here in Grand Forks. Creston Valley Thundercats take the Neil Murdoch Division semifinal series four games to one with a big victory here in Grand Forks tonight. I'll refer you once again to the KIJHL notebook on the KIJHL.ca website for some great quotes. This time from Creston Valley Thundercat forward Luke Chakrabarty and Beaver Valley Nighthawks head coach Terry Jones. The T-Cats and the Nighthawks meet in the Neil Murdoch final. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Our thanks this week to KIJHL broadcasters Brad Cable, Dan McSkimming, Kevin McKinnon, Bob Scott, Larry Reed, Chris Armstrong, and Tom Shields. KIJHL Director of Communications, Emmanuel Sequera. Aiden Krulak of the Fernie Ghost Riders, Matt Fleet of the Kimberly Dynamiters, North Okanagan Knights Assistant Coach Josh Evans, and Sycamus Eagles Head Coach Nick DeShanes. Also a thank you to Hockey TV, which brings our players closer to their families 
and friends back home. I'm Mark Berry. This is Top Shelf, the KIGHL podcast. We're back in seven days.